This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey everyone, Patrick Donahoe here. Welcome uh, to The Wealth Standard Radio. It's episode 144. And you probably saw the title and uh, know that it's going to be an interesting conversation today. Uh, so I'll, I'll give the story about uh, about that house and the title that's on the banner, which is End Capitalism. But before I get to that, I'm going to introduce my uh, my friend and guest, Eric McGuire. Eric, what's up, man? Not much. I'm excited. This yeah. is a good subject. Yeah, it's, I sent you a text this morning. I'm like, dude, you, you coming did. in? Like, oh, and, you, and I didn't even have to tell you what the topic was. I just had to send that picture. Yeah, that's what's cool is you sent just one picture. We <laughs> and each have. And you're like, okay, I know exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Uh, but no, so I'll I'll give the backstory in uh, in just a second about this uh, about this picture. But uh, appreciate you guys listening. This is the Well Standard Radio. Uh, I'm your uh, I'm your uh, host Patrick Donahoe, and uh, you can learn more about our company by going to thewealthstandardradio.com or going to our website paradigmlife.net. And we have a bunch of information on there. So uh, feel free to to go and peruse and uh, and have at it. Tons of tons of resources on there. Also. If, uh, if you feel so inclined, we'd love for your uh, to have your feedback about uh, what you're hearing, and uh, you know, give us give us a positive ranking on YouTube or on uh, iTunes it helps us out, gets more listenership. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, so let's let's kind of let's kind of get into it. So so Eric, I sent yeah, I was I was uh, dri- driving. Well, it's actually going to the bank. You know, usually these days it's like you have your you know your phone where you take a picture of deposits and stuff. But every once in a while you get those like uh, error error. You got to go to the, so I had to go to the bank this morning and like yeah. deposit stuff. I'm I'm hoping that ends in the next <laughs> couple of years. Uh, it should. But anyway, I went to the bank and I was I was taking this route to some construction, and I drove by this house, and this house is you know this it was a it was a you know okay okay neighborhood. But drove drove by the house and uh, this big sign. On the porch that says "End uh, Capitalism," we're gonna put the we'll put the uh, the picture up yeah. on uh, on on the sh- on the show notes on Facebook where we're gonna promote this. But I looked at it and I was driving, you know, kept kept driving. You know, I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do the podcast on today. And uh, and so I I, I flipped a U-turn, <laughs> turned around, and uh, and took uh, took a picture. But I'm gonna put another picture on there too because interesting enough, you know, I, I drove by, you know, snapped snapped the picture, yeah, and then drove right around the corner. And my neighbor, I mean, literally my next door neighbor, he is a real estate developer, and he had this huge condo project going up. Um, so I took a picture of that too. And we're gonna we're gonna tie that into the to the story. So I'm curious, right? So I I, I, <clears throat> I sent you a text this morning. Yeah. You know, and I and I sent that. I'm like, you know, I didn't have to say anything. I just sent the picture. Yeah. So, what was your like? What what did you think of first? Like, well, I sent that, and you're like, okay, in capitalism on this house. What what were some of your next thoughts? My first one was I was just hoping it wasn't local, and it sounds like it is. So that's even more concerning. <laughs> I was hoping that was some picture somewhere else, but apparently it's in our own backyard. Literally. And then my next one is just I thought how typical you know, just a a statement that can't really, that doesn't, it says a lot, but it doesn't say a lot to that person. I think if you really ask them why defend it or give your thoughts of why you put that up, I'm not sure they would have very intelligent answers as to why. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those, I mean, we can go off on so many different tangents here, but you know, I think the first thing we need to do is really, because right now it's, there's this whole kind of social, these, these huge social debates yeah. and you know, without the right information, 
right? You're you're debating flawed information, and yep. and so I think we really have to define like what we're talking about, right? Because sure. the thing that people have you know an idea in their mind about capitalism, uh, it, it's I think it's totally misused, totally sure. misunderstood, because people are essentially using that word to define something yeah right but it's the wrong definition so yeah Lieb, Lieb is one of leave leaves our our our, uh, our marketing guy that's that's here he's in in the you know in the booth but i i found it i found it a good example would be would be spanish and Lieb, you speak spanish right yeah so so i i, I speak spanish my wife is is mex from mexico actually Lieb and my and my wife's family are from the same uh uh same same town so but uh but there is leave you'll get a kick out of this so uh, in Spanish, you know, it just, and there's the same thing in English. You have homonyms in English, but you have a word or, or kind of a phrase that may mean one thing or may, need, may mean something completely different. Yeah. So we were, I, was, I remember a couple of years ago, we were talking to Cynthia's family, and, and, I, and I was commenting on this, on like an aunt or something, and I was like, and I was like yeah, she's, she's really nice. And, and uh, in Spanish, you're supposed to say, <laughs> es, es buena, right, or simpatica, or es buena. But I said, está buena. And everybody started, like, <laughs> laughing because that means, like, she's hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, está muy buena. Está... And, and then, <laughs> and so everyone, like, started cracking. I'm like, what are you, what are you, la- what are you laughing yeah. at? Right. So I thought it meant one thing, but it really meant something else. Right. Yeah. Same thing, same thing in English. Right. You have homonyms in English. Right. So what are the, what are some of the homonyms in, in English? Right. You have, like, rain and rain. Yeah. Right. Or you, and we pulled up a bunch of these. You have, um, you have metal and metal, yeah. right? So if you're talking to somebody and they they thought metal was one word, yeah. right? And you're saying, yeah, he's meddling in my metal. He's he's meddling in my business. Metal, yeah. like meddling, like what, what the you put in like you know iron or right? So it's like yeah. this idea behind words and the definition of words, right? So yeah. I know you and, and you're, some and even have more than two. I mean, two, three, two, three, yeah. four, or, or yeah. multiple, right? Or even the accents they use in, yeah. in different languages, right? So I mean, you you know your your late brother, which we talk about. Actually, we're coming up on you know when yep. we need to do that that anniversary podcast. Yep. But he talked a lot about the importance and the profoundness of words, right? Yeah. So let's just touch on that a little bit. Words. It's not the words themselves, but it's the meaning behind the words, Absolutely. right? And if the meaning is misunderstood, that the words definitely have have no value. Yeah, and that's why it's always important to define the words. And I like that. That's kind of what we're starting off out here. That words are just a function. It's a tool for us to communicate. So if we say human rights, I mean that's that's one that depending on where you, your background is, your how old you are, where you come from. There's a thousand different ways that people will think of that. Or civil rights. Exactly. Right? Pre- previous to, you know, the 1940s and 50s, if you were to go back into the 1800s and say civil rights, be like, what, the, what do you, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's, let's get into, you know, I think people understand our point. Our point behind going into this dialogue is the fact that, you know, words sometimes are not understood. The meaning is not understood. Yeah. Okay. So right now you have this idea of, of capitalism. And I think capitalism, the idea and the word itself has the wrong meaning in people's minds. So what is, let's talk Absolutely. about what people think it means, right? Yeah. So why, you know, what compels a person to go to the effort of having this big banner made and he draws on it and he just puts it on his porch for the world to, to, to see, right? Yeah. What compels a person to do that? They don't just like wake up in the morning and be like, hey, I think it's, you know, good idea to, but, right? There's yes. something that you have to go beyond your comfort zone to put something like that on your house. Yeah. So what compels a person to put in capitalism on their house? Yeah, obviously he's trying to make a message and I think, that's where, you know, getting back to my brother, we talked about principles. That's why he, my brother loved to speak in principles. Because if we ask that guy why, you know, what is it that you're angry about? 
he would probably be angry about some of the same stuff he was. Maybe he was laid off of a job unfairly, he feels. I mean, there's a lot of things that may have caused him to feel certain ways, but he uses words that are so broad that to us, we love capitalism, but we have a different definition to that word yep. than he's using. Yep. So we have to have that conversation, but I think we can't come from this perspective that we're willing to have the conversation. Often someone with that kind of anger or passion is never willing to bring down the barriers to listen. Yep, and what compel- typically what what compels a person to get out of their comfort zone is some element of emotion. Correct. Right. And it's that emotional state that pushes you beyond what you, what you typically will do. Now there's all obviously all sorts of emotion. I would imagine this guy, either it was his family or it was him or someone that, you know, he had a relationship with that he felt was burned by the idea of of capitalism. Like somehow he was, you know, uh, exploited or he was undermined or something happened, which he defined as, as capitalism. Right. He's using it probably more in the greed corruption. Yeah. So it's basically somebody profited or gained based on uh, me losing, right? They won, I lost. Okay. And so that, that's most likely what it was. And I think today you really kind of going into what I wanted to really address is today you have this you know, our, our nation is being pulled apart because of what people think capitalism is, yeah. right? Because you have this kind of socio-economic uh, uh, divergence in, you know, in, in our country, right? You have those that yeah. are on the street and homeless, uh, and you have middle class who is, 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 is struggling, right? Because their wages are still what they were in the 1970s, if you just for inflation, yeah. but yet there's so much more to buy, and they're struggling with debt, they're struggling with savings, right? So that it's easy, right, if you're in, you know, a, a, a situation where you're suffering or you're, you know, you're going through hard times, right, it's easy to, to blame somebody, right? So it's yeah. been, this environment's been created where it's pinning, you know, th- these these people against um, another person, which is easy to do, even though it really isn't their fault, which we'll get to. But what is so what what is attractive about that to people, right? When someone's like, "Oh yeah, they're you know capitalism and Walmart and Chili's and you know all whatever um, yeah. you know even McDonald's in California that's a big topic today, which is the people should receive fifteen dollars an hour. Like what what is it about that that you know if you put yourself in that middle class person's, you know, situation, what compels you to like get all upset and, and riled up about it? Yeah, I think they just like it's what you said, they they have these high you know, they're highly emotional and highly charged and they just don't know what where you know, where to put that constructively. And then we also have, like you said, in the you know, we're in election year, so a lot of politicians are famous for playing off those emotions. It's if I want your vote and you I know that you're disgruntled about something, then I'm gonna feed the fire. And, and do that. And I think that's where, you know, why people in general hate politics is politicians feed off of that. Cause if I get you angry, I get your vote or angry at someone else. Yep. I get your vote. Yeah, it is. I, I witnessed something the other night at uh, the, after the caucus meetings, right? We were yeah. playing basketball, um, just a group of guys in the neighborhood kind of get together and play basketball. And there's this like huge, like argument about this, like <laughs> Trump versus, you know, Ted Cruz. Oh, it was really, but it is, it's one yeah. of those things where even intelligent people can get riled up emotionally. And when it's firing, when those emotions yeah. are firing, you're not, you're not thinking. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of go to this idea of capitalism. So the idea of capitalism, right, I think is the the best form, right, of any, I mean, any environment, right? Any yeah. society is capitalism. Okay. But today, I really think that capitalism is being defined as corporatism, right? For and, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So what is so? How would you how would you explain the difference between corporatism and capitalism? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I try to think of uh, 
because I, I preparing for this in my mind, I thought you're going to come to this podcast in one of two ways. One, you're going to like capitalism and you'll agree with pretty much everything we say without any effort on our part. Mm-hmm. Or the second, maybe you Googled it and you found this and you're the person that put the sign up. Yep. And my hope for that person would be at least for the time of this podcast, put down your barriers and just listen to what we're saying mm-hmm. and say, oh, yeah, if we redefine these words, I can agree to what you're saying yeah. and I can now see if we can make those bring down the barriers we can move forward with the conversation so I try to simplify it as much as I possibly could no, so I, and I love that too because it's you know we don't we, we're not about convincing people we're about stating our opinion stating yeah. our bias right but it's it's the other side right and until you have both sides you really can't come to a, a good genuine no. uh, opinion okay so keep keep going and and with that I try to uh, when I take an, a side I usually try to look at all sides of it rather than just say what do my parents teach me? What I learned in school? That's going to be my side. I, you know, I try to stay open to what's right, not who's right. Yeah. And also be willing to be willing to be wrong, yeah. right? Because I mean, I, the, I when I learned that, my whole world changed, yeah. right? And uh, you know, this morning I had a great, great example. We had our we had a, a, once once a month with our entire you know marketing team, which there's, there's some companies on the outside and and people that work internally. And it was, it was there. It was like, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of what has caused this to happen and this to happen is, is, my, is my fault, right? Yeah. But here's how I think we, sh- we could change it. For sure. But it's being willing to admit that you're wrong, being willing. And, you know, are we wrong about capitalism? I, I don't know. I know both, I know both sides, yeah. but I'm still to the point where if you can convince me, right, and it's principally based, then, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it and maybe I will change. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But keep, yeah, keep going okay. on, this, on this idea. So if I was going to break it down really simple and not necessarily like a dictionary – version of the word, but just trying to explain it to my kids, my young, young, young kids. I would say capitalism, for one, feeds off the First Amendment, the right to speech. And it's to the next step. So if you have a thought or something, we as a our Constitution protects the right to say it. We also, with the way the founding fathers set up this country, they also tried to protect our ability to move and act on that. So if, and the simple one that I thought of is a worker here. Let's say that you, you work somewhere or here in, at Paradigm, and the copier is across the building. And so every time you print something, you have to walk all the way across the building to get your and come back. And you have the idea, it'd be much more efficient and much better if we put the copier next to all the people that are copying. Mm-hmm. So you move it across the building. That's capitalism. You're making lives better by thinking of new creative um, things that haven't been thought of before. Well, the idea, and it, and it kind of goes, it goes to, you know, Jefferson when he's, when he, in the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, yeah. right? It was, a, it was originally, you know, John Locke's life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, yeah. right? Now, why did John Locke use, use property and not happiness, right? And why did, you know, going, I'm not going to go into why Jefferson yeah. put happiness instead of property, but the idea of property is, it is an innate part of who we are as human beings, right? Because we have thoughts, yep. right? That is the unique thing that sets us apart from all the other animals. Now, other animals may have thoughts, but a thought is like, you know, kill or be killed, or, you know, it's, it's yeah. very, they're very, very simple, very, simple, very basic thoughts. Yeah. Our thoughts are, are productive, constructive thinking, yeah. right? Where we can come up with an idea. Everything that exists physically right now, I mean, as far as technology is concerned, was once an idea. So the idea of the pursuit of property, right, is you have the freedom to take your ideas yep. and then take the material that makes up our universe and, and create something with Absolutely. that, right? So the idea behind that is really when you look at property, when you look at a patent, you look at an idea, you know, you look at, you know, something that you build, a business or whatever, right? It's, 
it's yours because you use your mind to create it, right? So Absolutely. is it is it somebody else's? No, because they didn't create it. It's yours. And that's, that's what they meant really by the pursuit of, of, yeah. of property, right? To really create something and have the right of ownership over it, right? The right exactly. of ownership over your mind. And that's what I'm saying. The, the First Amendment of protecting, you have the thought, they protected your uh, right to express that thought. Yep. And once you have the right to express it, you should have as long as it doesn't infringe on someone else. And this is where we're starting to get into why people get angry. Yep. Of you have the right to try to pursue that thought mm-hmm. for the betterment of you and others, yep. and where now where we get into corporatism is that the word you used? Yeah, um, it's when the greed and other people come, and I think that's where the anger that people have is when they see people when I try to better myself by hurting you, mm-hmm. and that is where you have to define gain versus greed, right? Yeah. Pro- profit yep. versus exploitation, right? Because there is a definition. Because the true, the true idea behind profit, the true, uh, true benefit behind gain, is that you've gained, but the other person that you're benefiting also gained, yeah. right? So let's, I mean, let's just use a simple example because this is what's in the news right now. Which, well, there's two main things: McDonald's, okay. right? In you know, fifteen, well, not necessarily McDonald's, but you know, the fifteen hour uh, an yeah, hour minimum food. wage in you know in California, yeah. but also Panama. We won't maybe we'll talk about Panama next next week about what's all what's going on down there. But uh, but anyway, so let's go let's go to California. So California, you know, they instituted this fifteen hour an hour. Why why would why would they do that? Right. First off, right now, you know, people are being paid, uh, you know, f- less than fifteen dollars an yeah. hour. Okay. So when you enter in that agreement, there's there is an agreement, right? If somebody goes and signs up for McDonald's, are they forced to work at McDonald's? No. No. Right. They can quit. Yeah. Right. They're not. You know, there's not nobody that's going to throw them in jail the next day because they don't show up to work. Yeah. Right. So now it's, you know, this $15 uh, minimum wage. So looking at that, what, first off, why would they institute something like that? Um, backtracking one minute from what you're saying, I like that you keep saying they, and that's what I don't think anybody ever talks about is people want $15 minimum wage. So they go to they, which is the government. Yeah. So they replace their employer who they dislike, who they think's taking advantage of them with another person that's going to take advantage of them, the government, <laughs> for the same thing. Yeah. So in reality, the employee still gets screwed both sides. Yeah. They just replace their employer yeah. doing it to now a government that has a gun behind it. Exactly. And they also don't realize just the overall the overall effect of it, yeah. right? Because so, you, yeah, because it's like, it's not like McDonald's is going to be like, oh, you know what? You're right. You know, we make a lot of money, right? We're going to, you know, keep prices the same, but st- but pay you more. No. Yeah. They're, they're going to pay. They're going to pay you more, but then they're going to raise their prices. Yeah. So they raise their prices. Everyone in the community raises their prices. Everything gets more expensive. Yep. And now the person working at McDonald's, their purchasing power at fifteen dollars an hour is the same as it was before at nine or eight or so, whatever it was. So before. let's backtrack a little bit to okay. the idea of McDonald's. Yeah. Right. So looking at McDonald's, like I don't, I don't eat it. I mean, I, I, I can't remember how the last time I ate there. But looking at McDonald's, what benefit is that to society, right? Because if it wasn't a benefit, it wouldn't be around, yeah. right? So what benefit does McDonald's have to the society, to our society? As a company? As a, yeah, as a, as a company. Yeah, just fast food. Yeah. If you need something, want something to eat and it's there and available quickly. Yeah, dude, li- you, you have lines, lines yeah. there, which is you can get an insanely cheap hot meal Right for hardly anything. Exactly. Now, looking at what it takes to actually create a McDonald's, most people don't think about that. Yeah. Right. And this is the idea of capitalism. Right. This company has figured out how to have, you know, basically this really cheap food 
delivered re- real time 24 hours a day yeah. right looking at you know whether it's the shipping of the materials looking at the actual processing of the food looking at the processing of the bread looking at you know everything that goes into you know making the the soda and the syrup and the machines yeah. and and then the registers and uh, everything that goes into it bringing all of that equipment and all the manpower and intellectual property and all the expense that goes into that yeah. right to create this insanely cheap food nobody really go, you know steps back and reverse engineers no. how capitalism really works Right, they or think, appreciates. or they when you don't say don't think it. about it, we don't appreciate they it. Don't, well, they first don't think about it, and you can't, if you don't think about it, you can't appreciate it. Yeah. So it's you know the corporatism side of things is, you know, people don't they look at the surface, right? Yeah. They look at the surface of okay, there's McDonald's, they make a ton of money, and they make it because I buy their food, therefore yeah. they're exploiting me, right? Because yep. you know I'm I, I don't make as much as them, so I should make as much as them. It's that kind of you know men- mentality, sure. which rationally speaking. It's like, dude, really? Yeah, and we're angry if we don't get our food in under a minute. Exactly. Not only did they do all that amazing stuff for us, yeah. we're angry that we can't. Yeah. yeah. So this is the idea. So it so, takes me, you know, half hour to make a burger at home, and I'm angry at them if they can't do it in in ninety seconds. And this is the, and again going to the idea of capitalism. The idea of capitalism is it is the greatest ideal. Yeah. Because what it does is you said before the printer. That's a very just high high level right way of explaining capitalism. But if you look at society. Society has always had challenges and it always will, right? Yep. If human beings are imperfect, we're always having challenges. We're always trying to innovate. We do stupid stuff here and stupid stuff there. That's just the nature of us. Yeah. But if you look at really challenges, what are challenges, right? The computer speed, is that a challenge if a computer doesn't boot up on time? Sh- sure, right? Yeah. Because it's inefficient. So what do people do? They have the freedom to go out and figure out a way to make it faster, Yeah. right? So what, you know, you, you look at what, I guess, we're going all over the place as far as tangents are concerned. Yeah. But you look at, you know, what compels a person to do that, right? What compels a person to go in and like, you know, go to a chip maker and figure out a way to have more data, you know, because now they're coming up with like these like nano nanotech where you can store just like terabytes and terabytes of data on like, you know, a grain of sand. It's like yeah. insane, right? So what compels a person to go out and try to figure that stuff out, right? Yeah. What compels a person to go figure out, you know, a medical procedure? I saw this like thing on YouTube and it showed how they won't have to do some knee surgeries soon because they're able to like have this, you know, weird like stuff that gets injected and does, I, I, even, well, I didn't understand it, right? Yeah. But the idea is what, what compels a person to go and say, wow, that's inefficient. I'm going to make it better. Yeah. And the, um, the phrase that we use, at least that I use, is called profit motive. And I think just to keep it really clean and simple where people, you know, because people can argue Walmart, um, McDonald's, all, you know, all those because there's they're kind of polarizing. But let's say someone knows or finds the cure to cancer, all cancer, any you know period. And it's let's say, you know, in a sports drink. And I think you use this back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, put a like Gatorade bottle out or something. Yep. So you drink this one time and you're cured of yep. any cancer. Mm-hmm. Do we care if that person becomes the richest person in the world? I don't. And mm-hmm. that's capitalism mm-hmm. saying, wow, you created something that is so valuable for so many people. Mm-hmm. You should be the wealthiest person. Yep. And I have no problem with that person driving the gold-plated Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, the value he created benefited a lot of people. And I think that's kind of what you're getting to is is that should be his motivation. It shouldn't just be. That's where I, in my notes I said, if not capitalism, what? And that's the counter that I think we need to touch a little bit is communism, socialism, I mean, whatever, you know, there's slightly differences between those, but essentially it's other people forcing you to do something. Yeah. 
Well, and it's so which well, do you want? Yeah, and obviously Atlas Shrugged. We've mentioned it before. That's a great. I mean, it's a long, long as it's crazy long book. Yeah. But it really illustrates that in stories, right? And they use the 21st Century Motor Motor Company, right, yeah. to illustrate that where the the owner died and they passed on to the heirs, right? And the heirs was to each according to uh, his uh, his ability, each according to his uh, from each yeah. according to their ability to each according to their needs, right? Yeah. So the, those that had talent. Those that you know were really smart and they pursued and they were ambitious, right? They would have to do all the work, yeah. right? But those that didn't have it would get all the benefit. Yeah. So and that blew up. I mean, that was that was the illustration there, right? But it's and I wouldn't even say profit. I I think you can even use a different word, right? I think it's it's growth, okay. right? People. Yeah. I think people are naturally inclined to grow, yeah. right? Be smarter, do more, right? Uh, be more m- happier. Uh, be in. Uh, eat, eat better. I mean, we're always compelled to do more and better yep. and Im- and improve. Right? It's how we're naturally. That's how we naturally are. We don't want to go and like become worse every day. Yeah. Right. Who shows up and says, you know what? I'm 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 good. I I think I should be worse today. Yeah. I think I should shrink. I sh- I think maybe some of my brain cells should just go. Right. Yeah. So I, you know I don't I don't need them all. Right. Nobody, nobody does it. We're compelled to grow. And part of that is we bent, we, we do more and we get remuneration. We get, yeah. you know, compensation or profit or whatever. And then we do more with it. And then we do more with it. And then we do yeah. more with it. And I, I think we talked, this was back uh, on the podcast where we discussed uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and how he, you know, created this private entity to do, yeah. you know, which people thought was a charitable entity and wasn't. Uh, anyway, that's a, that, go back and listen to that podcast if you want. But the idea uh, was that Larry, I think it was Larry Page that came out. And he said, you know what? I'm not giving my money to charity. I'm giving my money to Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because he he realized, right, that Elon Musk would do more good. He would grow. He was incentivized yeah. to progress further than it maybe a charity would, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think coming full circle, because I think sometimes like the guy that put up this banner or girl, I guess it could be a girl too. Yep. Um, or group may, Maybe that person doesn't have that drive. I mean, I think we're assuming any person that has that drive to be better I think gets this conversation easily. Yeah. If you're not, let's just say you're the person that doesn't care. You mm-hmm. want to go, you know, punch your time card in and out, you know, work at McDonald's. You're glad now you're getting paid 15 bucks an hour instead yep. of nine. And you want to come home at the end of the day and just sit on your couch. Yep. Capitalism, why I'd argue it's good for you still is that society, if capitalism is allowed to flourish, the prices of the goods you pay will go down. Things will be more efficient. I mean, life gets better for society as capitalism thrives. Yep. So even if you don't want to improve, if you'll get out of the way and let other people improve the world around Your you. Your life will improve. Absolutely. That's a so great So whether point. you've never gotten on a computer, the fact that Bill Gates and, you know, the, what they invented has improved our lives dramatically, whether you've ever touched a computer or not. Or look at Apple, right? Yeah. With Apple, you know, p- maybe people were, uh, the older older individuals were, were scared about trying to figure out a computer. It's like, oh, I don't want to figure that. Yeah. I have to go here and here. But what was invented? The iPad, right? And now the iPad... I mean, my two-year-old gets on the iPad and he can, you know, push it to AirPlay and he can, you know, yeah. swipe through stuff. It's like, it's insane, right? So looking at just the ease of being able to access information, sure. access entertainment, right? It's because of the society that we live in, which is which is a capitalistic society, For sure. right? Which is to Im- improve. Now, really to kind of touch on, I want to touch on two things. First off, okay, I got to go back to the to the, the gold-plated Ferrari. Totally okay. threw me off. But <laughs> I have a cool, just the cool, totally side note, we don't have much time okay. left. But so do you, when we, I went to Dubai a few yeah. months ago, 
Uh, I mean, there's Ferraris and Lamborghinis everywhere. Yeah. But do you know in Dubai, they have debtor's prison? So if you yeah. default on debt, you go to prison. So they were, one of the guys we were talking with, he said that, uh, you know, back in like 2008, 2009, during the crash, right, there was all these like Ferraris and Lamborghinis on the side of the road leading to the airport. Yeah. Because <laughs> people just like ditched them <laughs> and went to the airport and took, and took off. Because they, they didn't want to go to prison. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, total, total side note. Well, since you brought that back up, though, I think that's where the people that criticize the corporatism versus capitalism, we hope that as the person invents things and becomes wealthy, that they reach out and lift those around them. Yeah. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. And that's really why the founding fathers um, you know, built society on the Judeo-Christian philosophy, not saying that you had to be those religions, but those religions teach, you know, be thy brother's keeper, yep. help other people, the good Samaritan. I mean, mm-hmm. we want society to look around to saying, I'm well off. Now, what do I do to help other people around mm-hmm. rather you know, you've taught that to us internally as saying mm-hmm. as you succeed more and more and you've lived your life to this. So um, those that don't know you personally, I'll just give you a shout out to you of what mm-hmm. I how I respect you, that you look around and you don't drive a gold plated Ferrari. Mm-hmm. You help other people around. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we hope for society. And they kind of need to go, you know, si- you know, hand in hand. And that's why teaching people good standards and morals and some of those things help, because as you become wealthy, we hope that you reach out to your neighbor, your friend, your family. And this is and this is a distinction which you're hitting on because if you look at those that really you know they they side or they gravitate toward a socialistic or a or a communistic idea is so that you know th- those that are less fortunate right those yeah. that are homeless those that are you know born with with deficiencies that somebody is there to help them yeah. right but instead of taking the onus on them the responsibility on them right who do they put the onus and the responsibility on government the government yeah right and the government's not efficient. Right. Yep. They're not driven by efficiency. They're, yep. In fact, it's it's quite the opposite. And they're so, not even driven on actually helping the people. Yeah. That's the funny part. Yeah, that, that's another conversation. But the idea in the end, right, if the government really was good at it, right, we wouldn't have a homeless problem. Yep. Right. If the government was really good about it, we wouldn't have a, a starvation problem. We th- There are a lot of issues that we have. We have drug yep. problems. Right. We have you know, education problems. Yeah. Okay. But if you look at all the core root of those problems, you can tie it to the, this idea of us taking the responsibility. I'm talking about us as like a society, yeah. us taking the responsibility of caring, of teaching, yeah. right. To, to a government, a government body. Yeah. Right. And it's proven time and time and time again. Uh, so looking at this idea behind, again, corporatism versus capitalism, capital, a capitalistic, a capitalistic society is really the foundation of a lot of, a lot of good, the corporatism idea is the exploitation idea, but it's also it's the it's it's business that really has leveraged relationship with government, yeah. right through lobby groups and so forth. For I mean, sure. look at look at the bailout in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That is not capitalism. Yeah, that's corporatism, right? Because in capitalism, you either succeed or you fail, and you're allowed Absolutely. to succeed, but you're also allowed to fail. Yeah. When that when that is prevented, when you are not allowed to fail, and you're bailed out. Right. Or you're taken over like GM was taken over by the government. Yeah. Right. You you do that and you completely disrupt capitalism. For sure. Okay. Because the opportunity cost was, wow, you know, banks could have went under leverage. could. I mean, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. But in during that challenging time, yeah, there would have been pain. Yeah. But guess what? We would have still gone on. Society would have still gone on. And who knows what would have been invented and who knows what life would look like right now? Nobody ever yeah. measures the opportunity cost. No. Right? Same thing with General Motors, right? Yep. Yeah. A lot of people would lost, have lost a lot of jobs, right? It would have been disruptive. It would have been painful for a lot of people. But, you know, who knows what would have happened if they failed, if they yeah. went bankrupt, right? They would, 
people could be, you know, go to Florida. They can go to, uh, you know, go to the East Coast or go to Texas or I mean, people who would have maybe been forced yeah. to move. But in that move, they could have found like their their dream neighborhood. They could have found their dream job, their dream yep. career. Who knows what would have happened? But yet government stepped in, intervened and tried to solve the problem. Yep. And they've tried to solve a lot of problems and they haven't done a good job at any of them. And even with the bail, like you talk about, who did they bail out? That's the, that's the funniest part, like the mortgage crisis. Yeah, you would think if they allocated billions of dollars for mortgages that were in default, wouldn't they go pay off the defaulted mortgages? No. All they did is put send it to the corporation. Yeah. The person that had their loan defaulting still had the loan defaulting. They lost their house. So the people still lost their jobs. They still lost their home. They still yep. lost. The individual still took it. Yep. Is the company that got bailed out. So and that's the not capitalism. Paying, yeah. And that's not. It, absolutely. And I think the other thing, um, I had a thought that as you were talking, I may have lost it, but... Um, Try to find it. So yeah, looking looking at the yeah looking at the government and that that bailout that that is not that is not cap. I mean I think yeah. it was Ron, so I think it was Ron Paul. Ron Paul was in front of uh, Congress during that period of time, and he's like, okay, seven hundred billion dollars right to bail out banks and financials. Just, why don't you why don't you just take that and write a check to every mortgage yeah. or, or how many homeowner right or that stimulus right? Yeah. Why don't you write a check to them? Right. And cause he didn't want to do that, of course. Yeah. But he was doing it to prove the principle. Right. That you're know, going through government and having them try to fix and solve problems is never is never going to work. So in the end, I mean, you look at really the divide among our nation right now. I mean, I don't and I know we've done we got some you know, we got some negative feedback from uh, from our comments about Trump. Right. That we were trying to side with Trump. And I'm like, no, I mean, we're not. Try- we're basically pointing out specific things, not siding yeah, with shedding anything. new light on something. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and you can always find something in any environment, even with like socialism and, uh, you know, the Communist Manifesto. You can find things in there to talk about that are enlightening. Yeah. Right. So the idea the idea behind that is we're not taking we're not taking sides. We're just identifying things that are going yeah. on. But looking at the divide in our country right now. It's it's a stark divide, but it's a divide based on the wrong. It's a, a divide based on the misunderstanding of words, the yeah. misunderstanding of principles, yeah. and unfortunately, it's so basic. But yet, when a person really does become emotionally attached to an idea, it's like they cling to it with like an it's like a kung fu you know kung fu grip, right? And yeah. they can't they can't let go of it because people are just infatuated with not being wrong. Yeah. And that's probably a good test for people. If a subject comes up and you get angry about it and you have a strong opinion, you probably should revisit that another time when you don't get angry and realize I better get some more facts around it. So, cause I'm, pa- I'm as passionate about this subject as anything, yeah. but I don't get angry talking about it mm-hmm. and you need to get there with that subject. So yep. if you find anything that your, your blood pressure goes up, yep. you know, revisit it and learn, learn more about it. And you, your position may not change, but at least now, you know, facts to back it up. Yep rather than just emotion to back it up. And it's the wrong, you know, and as, as we kind of end here, it's the wrong distribution of energy too, yeah. right? Look how much energy goes into like getting pissed off, yeah. right? It's like w- the energy that can be reallocated, right, to to productive areas of your life because there's only so much energy you have during the day. There's only so many hours during the day, yeah. right? Looking at, you know, looking at really going into these different tangents as far as, you know, tirades on capitalism and tirades on, you know, this politician or tirades on what this business is doing, right? There's nothing good that really comes from that, no. right? The good is an individual is really focusing energy on who they are, building who they are, and figuring out ways to create the most amount of value for people, right, with who they are. Yeah. And you mentioned it like with when you brought up the Communist Manifesto. Your point was being, look, look at what they're trying to accomplish. We both want societies that have people taken care of. We don't want people sick, starving, dying. We don't want this. We want progression. So here's what we want. 
Now, which way do we get there? And that's what you're saying. Identify the steps to get where we want, because yeah. both capitalism and communism would argue the society they want is probably going to look very similar. Yeah. But they want say, the same end. Yeah. How do we get there? And let's figure out the great, right way. Great to do point. That. And that's where, you know, we always talk about you have to anchor to principles. You yeah. have to anchor to something that, that does not move. Right. Because if you understand a, a principle, right, if you understand what human rights are, right, the, yeah. or, or, you know, you, you go through those, those, you know, First Amendment, Second Amendment, you go through all of those different, what we, you know, what were considered or are considered rights. Yeah. Right. If now you have a strategy to get to that end, right, and it's not based on principle, you know, something's wrong. If the strategy sure. is based on principle, okay, now it, now it makes sense. Yep. For sure. Cool. And I think one last thing before we end, I think the, the struggle, if I was going to put the black eye on people that love capitalism, is I think, and we see this in politics, like you mentioned, Ron Paul, we we make it so above the head of people. Like we'll sit down and we'll say Austrian economics versus Keynesian economics versus Karl Marx. And we, it has to be on such a scholarly level. We never break it down to simple terms that we can talk about. Yeah. And so to understand it, people feel like, wow, I don't, you know, you lost me in the first sentence of Austrian economics versus Keynesian economics. We don't want to go down that road. Mm -hmm. Why not break it down? Instead of proving how smart we are, why don't we really teach people and help people? Yeah. And, and I feel like sometimes people are out just to show, be scholarly and write a paper and get some backing that way rather than to help people and talk about it. Yeah, I was reading an article in The Economist a while, a few months ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, he could have said this in like five words yeah. and he didn't have to use anything that ended with X. Exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of, I mean, that's really, I think, a purpose of a lot of these podcasts is we try to break it down. Make it simple. And, and where we can understand it, we can pass it along, we can share it with people. And hopefully make change. And really, that's what we want. We don't want just a talking point, good, end it. We want people to grasp grasp it, understand it, and make their lives better for it. Cool. All right. Well, I was going to talk about something else, but we kind of uh, are, are running out of running out of time. But this is a good this is a good conversation. Very impromptu. No, this is but awesome. It's, I could something do, I could like, talk ten of these. Seriously, I could talk hour, hours about about this stuff. But you know, appreciate you guys listening. If you uh, if you hate us, then that's that's totally cool. We're we're good. We're good. Yeah. But give us feedback. You know, e- email us at uh, at info at paradigmlife.net. Uh, or I think we have podcast at paradigmlife.net too. Uh, and then we'll put up a picture of this, uh, this porch on the, on the show notes. Yeah. And, uh, and that, uh, that should be it. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.